a reading from the book of Revelation. Then I saw another portent in heaven, great and amazing, seven angels with seven plagues, which are the last, for with them the wrath of God is ended. And I saw what appeared to be a sea of glass mixed with fire, and those who had conquered the beast and its image and the number of its name standing beside the sea of glass with harps of God in their hands. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Great and amazing are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the nations. Lord, who will not fear and glorify your name, for you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your judgments have been revealed. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God.
reading from the Gospel according to Luke. Now as they went on their way, he entered a certain village, where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the earth. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God. The Lord be with you. 
in our time, O Lord. Because there is no God, whose blessed martyr Cecilia sang in her heart to strengthen her witness to you, we give you thanks for the makers of music whom you have gifted with Pentecostal fire, and we pray that we may join with them in creation's song of praise until at the last, with Cecilia and all your saints, we may come to share in the song of those redeemed by our Savior Jesus Christ who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God in glory everlasting. Amen. Most holy God, the source of all good desires, all right judgments and all just works, Give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, so that our minds may be fixed on the doing of your will, and that we, being delivered from the fear of all enemies, may live in peace and quietness through the mercies of Jesus Christ, our Savior. saints and angels delight to worship in heaven, be ever present with your servants who seek through art and music to perfect, perfect the praises offered by your people on earth, and grant to them even now glimpses of your beauty, and make them worthy at length to behold it unveiled forevermore through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Good evening and welcome to Trinity Cathedral for Evensong. Invite you to join us afterwards following supper, which will be autumn minestrone. Hope you'll join us for our program at 7.30 on celebrating and welcoming the transgender community. Also want to remind you to join us this Friday evening as we host the annual Transgender Day of Remembrance, remembering those who have died. Our angel tree is up. You'll notice in the piazza, the promenade, as you, as you head out, that there are tags you can pick up. Invite you to uh, pick one up so that you can purchase a gift for a child whose parent is incarcerated. I give thanks for your generosity uh, on that as well. This evening we welcome John Downey, the recently retired, or do we call him the Dean Emeritus of the Cathedral in Erie. We're so glad you're here. I would just say that as soon as I arrived, uh, I had an invitation to, to have lunch with, with John. John is very much the, the Don of Deans uh, here in the Midwest. He's a wonderful colleague and it's a wonderful, I know he's been here many times in the past. Great pleasure for me to, to be, to welcome you this evening, John. Thank you, Mr. Dean. I always enjoy coming here so much, and as I think about it now, I believe I have been here to preach either a Wednesday or a Sunday morning once or twice a year now for several years, for, so I feel quite at home here and always very happy to be here and especially happy that this evening we are keeping together the commemoration of St. Cecilia, the patron of musicians. What better setting could there be for that than what may be our most glorious Anglican and Episcopal liturgy, which is choral evensong, which, as many of you know, around the world, particularly in England and in other places, is actually growing. People are starting to show up for choral evensong in the colleges and cathedrals like they haven't for many years. There's something going on in this service that really speaks in our time. Anyway, St. Cecilia... How did she get to be the patron of musicians? Cecilia was one of those martyrs in the early years of the church in Rome, martyred sometime in the third century, one of those martyrs who's, who stuck in the memory and in the imagination of the Roman Christians, so much so that her name is still included in the Roman Eucharistic prayer along with a list of other early martyrs from Rome, Cecilia. After she had died and had been buried for quite a while and, and her renown had grown, they, they dug up her body and they took it back to where they think her house was, and there's now a beautiful church there in the Trastevere section of Rome, St. Cecilia's. Now, my wife Sharon and I were just in Rome a few weeks ago, and we had a wonderful evening in Trastevere, one of these food tours where we had a four-hour experience of eating at four different restaurants as we were guided around Trastevere. And I'm sorry to say I don't remember ever going by St. Cecilia's church. But what I do remember about this trip in particular, it was the second time that we've been to Rome for very long, and we were walking around as you do, and every once in a while you pick up the strands of a street musician or a busker. 
And a couple of times on this trip, we were walking along and we heard this music that sounded very sort of traditional Italian type music coming from the street musician. But listening a little bit closer, I realized at least twice that the musician was playing songs of Frank Sinatra. Now, Frank Sinatra was an Italian-American, and he was proud of that heritage, but he was an American, and to hear uh, sort of retranslated into street music in Rome, Italian style, New York, New York, <laughs> was sort of a mixing of cultures. But it shows the power of music, the amazing power of music. Now, is Cecilia the patron of musicians like Frank Sinatra? Well, why not? Why not Frank Sinatra and all of them, but certainly of church musicians? I guess that happened because one of the early memories of her is that it says that at her wedding, while the musicians were playing at her wedding, she was singing in her heart to the Lord. I'm not quite sure how to envision that or imagine that, but we'll go with it. Uh, what I like to say about these kinds of things, even when they flower into fairly outrageous legends sometimes, as they do in some cases with her, I like to say that, well, either it really happened or something happened that made that exactly the right story to tell. And so there must be something about Cecilia that made this connection with music that took root and stayed so that here we are today. There is such power in music. When you take text and tune and wed them together, there is something more there than either text or tune or even one plus the other. There's something very powerful. and We all know it but we can learn more about it. I was at a liturgy conference a few years ago in Connecticut and a group of professional singers from New York City were hired for the occasion to provide an instant choir that would be outstanding and excellent for the conference. And we were together for the closing banquet and I ended up sitting beside one of the sopranos from New York City and I said to her, what was this whole thing like for you to be here and she said you know no one ever asks us that we're hired to come and sing these services and make them so beautiful for the Christian worshipers and nobody ever bothers to ask us what it means to us to be singing it's very powerful even if someone like her might not be able to quite connect with all the things we're saying in our prayers and in our creeds, they know that there's something going on that is powerful when you take text and tune and put them together and it's something more than either one of those alone or even just one plus the other. There's something powerful there when the message becomes embedded in the music. One of the ways that that happens, it's already happened here tonight. It's happened in churches like this all around the world tonight and every night. So when the choir sings Mary's song, the song about 
the powerful being cast down and the lowly being raised up, the hungry being fed and the rich being sent away. There was a time in El Salvador, I think, when the government banned that from being sung because the text and the tune come together and say something powerful every day all around the world. Assemblies like this are gathering and saying in the midst of their cities, Jesus is Lord and Caesar is not. And God, some way and sometime, will always be turning things upside down and raising up the lowly and casting down the mighty. It's powerful. Powerful. And powerful how, in all the ways that, that we sing, in church, whether choirs, trained musicians are singing for us, or organists and other musicians, or we all sing together, part of that power eventually all comes to focus in Jesus. The one who died on the cross and rose from the dead and poured out the Spirit to open for us an understanding of God that God is love, that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And we're invited to trust that and to base our lives on it. Thank God for musicians. Thank God for music. Thank God for the gift that brings text and tune together and makes them more than either one of them alone or even one plus one alone. Thank God for it all.
Be present, O merciful God, and protect us through the hours of this night, that we, so that we who are wearied by the changes and chances of this life may rest in your eternal changelessness. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, in your unfailing providence, whose your unfailing providence sustains the world we live in and the life we live, watch over those both night and day who work while others sleep, and grant that we may never forget that our common life depends upon each other's toil. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us say together the second prayer on page three. Be present, Spirit of God, within us, your dwelling place and home, that this house may be one where all darkness is penetrated by your light, all troubles calmed by your peace, all evil redeemed by your love, all pain transformed in your suffering, and all dying glorified in your risen life. Let us bless the Lord. May the peace of God which passes all our understanding keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ. And the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always.